Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Welcome to Life Point. I'm your host, Tom Doherty, as you well know if you listen to Life Point every day. And today I have a special guest in the studio. His name is Brandon Durst. Hi, Brandon. Hey, Tom. Good to see you. And Brandon, you and I met at the State House years ago when I became the chaplain of the House of Representatives because you were one of the representatives. So, curiosity wise, what have you done in the State House uh, in your career? So, I served in the House and I was also in the member of the Senate as well and got some legislation passed to help families and education areas. And yeah, so I was served two terms in the House and I served one term in the Senate. The reason you and I met, I mean, I meet all the people, but you came up to me and told me your Christian uh, stance. I mean, you're the first one that claimed who you are in Christ uh, when I was at the house, and which I thought was pretty cool. And you told me your stances on some things, and, and we got to become friends and, yeah. of course, have remained friends over all these years, and which has been a, which has been a fun thing. And so that's exciting. So what one did you like best, with the House or the Senate? Uh, I, I like being in the House a bit more. I'm a bit of a rabble-rouser, and they like that a bit more in the House than they do in the Senate. So. And you, of course, have you have seventy people in the House and thirty five in the Senate, so yep. you had a lot more people too. I actually like the House better because you were the chaplain, Tom. Oh, that, thank you. Yeah, that's that the... is so. Well, this year they had Doug Armstrong. And, I saw that. And yeah, Doug is great. great. And in fact, Doug is going to do our. We have a men's Saturday luncheon on July, oh, whatever that Saturday is, the twenty fourth, I think it is, that he's going to share at Jalapenos. We're going to have a, him as a special guest. Yeah. So I'm excited because Doug was the CEO of of Channel 7 for 35 years, and then the House chaplain this year. So Doug and I met and talked about what it's like to be a chaplain. He asked me a lot of questions and developed a good relationship. Doug's a great guy. Yeah. So, But anyway, so they had a good time with Doug this year. I thought that was awesome. But I've been enjoying the House. I just finished my 15th year, which is Has amazing. it been that long? Yes. Gosh. Can you believe that? Yeah, well. That's how old you are. Yeah, gosh. And you look, you still look young. You were the youngest back then. I was. And, you know, and now you're, now you're probably in with some of the rest of them. You You've caught up. I've aged. You've caught up. You've had several kids since, too. I have five now. Five kids. Wow. Who's your favorite? The one that's being the most obedient that time. Oh, is it? Okay. (laughs) And you've got a wonderful wife. Sherry is a fabulous wife. Yeah. And uh, I I should say a fabulous lady. I don't know what kind of wife she is. She's an even better wife. She's an awesome woman. We just uh, love Sherry to pieces. Well, so anyway, so you, you went through that. You've certainly been in the political world for a long time, but... Then you kind of felt a call to work in a uh, counseling type of ministry, and you I think it's called Plumline Ministry. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, so the Plumline Foundation is a foundation that I started a couple years ago, and the heart of the ministry is that we serve men who are going through traumatic life experiences, and what I saw was a gap in ministry that a lot of churches have a hard time serving, and so... Uh, we talk about men going through traumatic life experiences. We're talking about things like um, divorce and infidelity and things like that, domestic violence, those sorts of issues. Issues that make it a really hard spot for a church to really intercede in a really effective way, but also recognizing that men need to be ministered to in those circumstances. We can't just cast them aside. We have to be able to bring them closer and shepherd them and to be able to provide services to them to help them get through whatever it is that they're they're dealing with and so we, we provide services to them and help them to do that i know that we uh our church sent a man to you and uh and he just he has really blossomed i mean he has improved his life 
a hundredfold. And and so thank you for doing that because it, it certainly changed life. So if somebody wanted to know more about your ministry, where would they check that out? Well, the easiest thing to do would be go to the, the website, uh, which is plumbline, P-L-U-M-B-L-I-N-E-D dot org. So plumbline with a D dot org and check out the website. There's a phone number you can call. Uh, to get for more, more information, you can submit a form and, and send an email, that sort of thing. So that'd be the fastest way to get a hold of okay. us. Okay. Well, it's, it, uh, it's obviously been effective, at least on what I've seen. And, uh, and I know your heart, and we've talked enough to know uh, know where you're at. And so Well, I just love, I love I love guys. I love people, but I love men. I recognize that men, you know, oftentimes get left behind in a lot of these ministries we have in churches. And that's not yeah, to castigate churches, but it's the reality. No, it is. And we have to be able to do something for them. And, you know, God tells us that, the Word tells us that we're supposed to be with those who mourn and those who who are in need and gosh when people are in their darkest space that's when they need the most help and um, i want to be able to be there for them for that and you said that well because in the churches i've been in we've had wonderful women's ministries and they really took off but the men ministries were always kind of sidelined it's very sporadic nothing you know even today we don't have a powerful men's ministry where you know we have a men's retreat once a year when pre-covid and uh we have a monthly breakfast, but but as far as just ministry goes, you're right. I think that's a, a need because we need men to be leaders in their houses, you know. Yeah, and we really offer the services available to any church, you know, any or any person. It doesn't have to be. It, it, we even provide this to folks that don't profess a Christian faith. We want to just be able to be there and be a service. We want to meet people where they are. So, so Brandon, when uh, did, did you come in encounter with the Lord in your life? Well, I was raised in church, but um, I think for me, the the most poignant moment for me was when I was in college, I really had the opportunity to to take hold of my faith in a real personal way. And so I was baptized, actually got baptized on January 2nd, 2000. I wanted to test the Lord. I know you're not supposed to do that, but I wanted to test the Lord to show us that Y2K wasn't going to end in the world. And I said, you know what? I'm going to get baptized the day right after that. And I did. And... uh, I've always wanted to be close to the Lord, and the Lord has always been faithful to me in that way, and so I'm grateful that I've had the opportunity to walk with Him as long as I have. Well, what I appreciate about you, Brian, is you were never shy about your faith. I mean, you were, like I said, the first thing you came to me and was told me about your Christian walk. I mean, that's unusual. I've been in the house for 15 years. I haven't had maybe a handful of people talk to me about necessarily that, you know. They're yeah. wonderful people. We talk about a lot of things and pray for some people, but to be able to come and say, you know, this is what I believe, and I believe in God, and I, and I just want to serve Him, and and this kind of thing. And then watching your life over the last number of years, I've got to see you off and on. Except you moved away for a period of time, about four years. I yeah, was gone four yeah. years. Then you moved back. Then we got closer. But actually, when you moved back, which was awesome, yeah. getting to know you better. But I know we got about four and a half minutes left in the show, and so I want to hit this because I just recently heard, I saw it in a paper, and I talked to you. Uh, ran into you, and you have chosen to get back kind of into the political arena. I don't know how that fits. Tell us about what, what your latest venture is. So I'm running for state superintendent of public instruction. Wow. State uh, superintendent of public instruction. That's where your bar is right now? Correct. Okay. So you're running for that position. Yes. And when is that election? That's uh, next May. Next May. Yeah. So, and and what is kind of your platform in this? I believe that we need to do more to get parents involved and empower parents to do better things. So that includes like having money follow students, giving parents access to resources so they can send their child to the school of choice for them. And um, really just equipping parents because I really believe at the end of the day, the family unit is the building block of our society. 
I think that's how God created us to be, and we need to be able to do everything we can uh, to support that. So you're running for office again. So you got a campaign and all that stuff. Oh my gosh, there's so much campaigning to do. It's uh, I'm blessed to have a wonderful wife who is very supportive of that. And in fact, she stays on me about making sure I'm doing the stuff I'm supposed to do. And so I'm just grateful that you know that I've had that, and I've had a lot of you know already a lot of miraculous experiences with folks that have just kind of shown up that I didn't even know before the campaign started that have already offered help and provided me financial support. And it's just been, you know, just trusting the Lord and, you know, being open, having an open hand and trusting him for what he wants to do. Well, we know that there is certainly a lot of stuff being talked about through the education system now. I mean, this week on news, it's just it's crazy things that yep. are being talked about. And so there's a lot of things, you, obviously, you're going to be asked and be facing. And I'm not going to get a real political in this because I just wanted them to know about who you are, especially in your plumb line ministry and yeah. where God has brought you and and uh, just to kind of introduce that. Is uh, the incumbent running again, do you know? We, we presume she is, but you know, we're really being guided by, um, I'm really being guided by, by a verse, which is Proverbs 22, 6, which says that you teach your children up in the ways of the Lord, never shall they depart from it. And I really believe that's true. And I think we have to be able to leverage those things to help our kids because at the end of the day, these are eternal matters that we have to be dealing with. And a child's spirit is something we need to protect. Well, if you just tuned in, folks, I'm talking to, uh, I don't know if to call him representative or Senator Brandon Durst, who has uh, <laughs> worked at the House and worked at the uh, in the Senate and, and of course, is uh, runs a Plumline uh, Foundation ministry, which ministers to men. And now we just uh, found out recently that he is running for the state superintendent of Idaho. And so it's uh, we just pray for God's will, Brandon, for you. Yeah. And that's all we want. We want God's will and in all our leadership. And that's what people we need to be praying about is certainly God's will. You know, so Brandon, just we got about a minute and a half left. What, what do you think the main, the greatest issue we're dealing with with education is right now? I think that there's a few things that are going on, but I think that what we're seeing, and it's really coming to a head right now, is this issue around, you know, there's talk about critical race theory, for example, and this right. is just symptomatic of something worse. And just to kind of put a spiritual element on this, which I think that's really what's going on, the enemy knows what he's doing, and he is trying to destroy our children and reap or sow division between families. And I think this is a demonic thing. And so at the end of the day, like I think in our education system, we're seeing it play out. And so that's why that's why I mentioned, you know, our guiding verse for this campaign is Proverbs 22, 6, because we really believe that we want to be able to instill, you know, good values in our kids. And we want to support families so they can do that too. And these issues are big. We want to make sure money falls kids so the parents can choose where they want the kids to go to school. We want to make sure that, you know, we don't have this critical race theory thing happening but at the end of the day, we want the Lord to be central in our lives. And that doesn't mean to create a theocracy within our school system, but it also means to recognize that parents have that responsibility. And we want to trust them with it. Well, I appreciate your heart, Brandon. And of course, everybody will have a choice what they want to do next uh, next spring, you know, in their choice. But uh, folks, I've been talking to Brandon Durst, and it's been a pleasure. And Brandon, it's been a pleasure watching you over the years. Thank you for standing up for the things of God. And uh, bless you, and may God uh, lead you in the future with this new endeavor. Thank you, Tom. Okay, folks, go out and have a great day. Serve the Lord. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. 
You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.